This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to disseminating the Torah and Mesorah of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky and his Rabbeim. Please consider donating at eshelpublications.com to help us continue our mission. Okay. Um, uh, sorry, it's so early in the morning. I hope your husbands don't mind, but uh, we just have to go and that's it. So, so the topic that they asked to speak about was out of town. Um, my personal history, I guess, is I grew up in New York in the Lower East Side, which I found out later, belatedly, it was called out of town. It wasn't Brooklyn, so we were considered out of town, even though we were Manhattan. Um, I, moved, I went to Israel right after high school. I stayed 25 years in Shalayim. I guess that's the center of the world, uh, in literally, is the Me Yeshiva. So I think that that counts as in town, in town. And I've been in Silver Spring for the last almost 25 years. So I guess I have a foot in two worlds. So the issues and the things that people deal with um, in, both, in all sides are, are varied, and it doesn't really make sense to speak about all or anything. I'll, I'd like to bring out two points, one about the advantage, one about challenges, and then I guess we'd leave open to some discussion, that, you know, because it is, it's very individual, and, and, and everyone has their own, depends where a person comes from, depends the setup, and so on. I, I want to first start with an understanding of what I think is one of the primary advantages of living, the word it's not out of town, in a smaller community. It says by the Hashmanoim that Yaakov Avinu, it says he added a bracha to, to Shevet Levi, and he said, Baruch Hashem Chelo, it says it was by the Hashmanoim, because he saw that there were few, me'atim heim, fighting a large group, that's why he gave them a bracha. The understanding is that it's sort of a disadvantage. There were a few people, they were dealing with a very large crowd, and obviously there was a certain, um, this, there was a disadvantage, and Yaakov's bracha needed to, to sort of um, reinforce, buttress. That's the Pashto Pshat. I would like to offer a different Pshat. There's a halacha, the Gemara has the following halacha, relevant actually in, in laws of neighbors and so on. There are issues about a person whose field is adjacent to somebody else's field, if he sells it to two people, and so on, when they have to do things together. And the Gemara comes up with the following um, point. K'deire de shutfe lo chamimav lo when you have a pot that's tended to by partners, it never boils and never cools. It always stays a sort of undefined lukewarm, meaning partnerships and many people involved give results that are mediocre. That's the, and it's halach, it means different. So let's have a partner of mine who I work with, and he wants to sell his shares to a group of people. That's a good reason to tell him it's inefficient, it's not going to work well, and I don't want it. So the Sahalacha recognizes the inherent um, advantage of one person over many people. 
Um, and I, I, what's the logic behind it? Why? If one person could do something, so five people should be five as, at times as well. And the answer is because, if I can give a, a, a sort of a, a marshal, it's like when you carry a yoke on your shoulders. If you carry it on your shoulders squarely, the efficiency is 100%. All of your power and energy is going into, the, into that harness and to pull whatever you're pulling. The minute you give the option of a few people to do it, then nobody really takes it on wholeheartedly and you get a lot of inefficiency. When you have a large group of people, sense of responsibility does not take place. Um, the Rav in our community, Rav Einem Azachayna was a very strong person. He built our community. And he started it literally himself. He was 26 years old. He started a community. He built it into a very strong community. And the Shiva came on top of that. He was Rosh Shiva, and, you know, and so on. Someone once came to him with tainus. You know, they should do this. They should this. Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? And he kept asking him, who's the they? Who is the they? And the person didn't pick up on that. And finally he said, when we become the they, the they will do what we know is the right thing to do. In other words, the, the, the sense of accepting responsibility is something that people don't pick up. So if I know it's my responsibility, if let's say I walk by and somebody has some slips or falls, something happens. So if I'm the only person there, then it's clear to me I have to do it, and I do it. If there are few people there, so once somebody gets involved, other people tend to also get involved. But before anyone gets involved, why should I get involved? Why should I get involved? Why should I get involved? The sense of responsibility diminishes um, almost an inverse proportion to the amount of people involved. So when you have a group of people working, a group of people, I know that the fence needs to be mended. But who says I have to do it? It's not, not me. I'm not the fence member of the group. Who says I have to do it? So I end up in a situation so if I'm partnering with one person and he's trying to sell out to many people, I end up with a partnership that is much, much less efficient than what I started with, a, a dysfunctional partnership, because every partnership is inherently dysfunctional. It's the, the less people you have, the more defined the role is, and the more when a person feels something's responsibility, people tend to live up to responsibility. So I'm thinking, I was thinking Pshat in, in that Rashi, a bracha you give only when you have a, 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 a place where the bracha can land and take effect. So if a person planted a field and I give a bracha that the, that the plants, that the seed should grow, that bracha may take effect. But if no one planted seeds or, or if the seeds have died, because the condition of field, a bracha is not going to work on something that can't do it. So because Yaakov Abinu saw Hashmanoim were few, there was a chance that they would succeed, which they did, and that's why he gave a bracha. So if I could think of the, 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 the probably what I feel is the core value of a smaller group of people is because it's much easier to de define responsibility. When I live in a city, in a huge city, there's so many institutions, so many organizations, so many people, so many things. You know, who said that I'm the one? And, and therefore, 
I don't step up to the plate. But in a place where it's clear there are five possible people and four of them, it's not relevant that they can't do it for that reason, I have to do it. The assumption responsibility is stronger, and people undertake it. And that's why you get so much more productivity per person in terms of community, in terms of helping people. In a place like New York, you have a tremendous amount of chesed, but 99% of the people are not involved in it. You know, everyone is wonderful on a personal level, but I'm, I'm talking about a communal level. I also feel, it, 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 sort of part of that picture, Klal Yisrael, we have a problem. The Gullus has destroyed the concept of Klal Yisrael. It's in name only. We don't have a functioning mechanism for all of Klal Yisrael. We can talk ourselves blue about Akhtus, and we're there for each other when things are tough. But we don't function as one because that's Gullus. Gullus means dispersed, and even if we're together in a city, Every community is its own entity, and nobody takes orders from anybody else. We don't have the structure of a hierarchy of authority, which means we're one country. A king is what makes us a nation, and that's why Mashiach is first and foremost a king, because of a very clear sense of authority, and everybody fits into where he fits into. That's when you have that, that is structure. In Golos, the one structure we've had over the, the, the millennia is Kehillah. Uh, a Rav in a Kehillah is authoritative. The Gemara speaks in the Gemara's times about there was arguments, disagreements between different Tanoim, and in the city of this Tana, they passed him like him about one Shabbos, and the city of this Tana passed him. Kashrus. Many arguments, each community went with its posik. A community gathered together and they made Takanos and Takanos are binding on a community. To have that, you need to have a defined community. If you don't have a defined community, then, then, then basically no one can enforce his Takanos everybody else. No matter how many Gedolim sign up on it, people you know, think well of it and people give, give lip service to it, but you don't have the halachic mechanism that a community has. A well-defined community has tremendous halachic powers. You can force pe- people to use the bezin of the town. Uh, and, and instead of people running to the bezin, they think we'll give them the better choice. And, 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 and the battle becomes not in bezin, but which bezin? All of these ailments of Klal Yisrael today is because we're not a Klal Yisrael in the big picture. We are not, and nothing will, 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 will make it until Mashiach comes. And we've lost a sense of Kehillah, because if I live in a town with a thousand shuls, so no shul is my community. Because, you know, I, 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 I make sure not to attend so regularly that I'll be forced to do something for the shul. That's one, one, one smart way to go about it. And secondly, if I don't like what they're passing, what they're doing, I move on to the next shul and the third shul, and, and, or I make my own shul with my own psaki. Those are the problems. Kalyasrol's structure of Kehillah is lacking. So the great advantage of, of, of a place that's small enough where you have, even if you have two or three kehillas, but if the kehillas are very well defined geographically or the type of people you have, a Sephardic kehillah, a Hasidic kehillah, a literature kehillah, it's, it's a clear boundary and it'll carry the halachic inferences of, 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 of kehillah. When you get past that, you're missing the major structure of so, so you you never have the sense of a 
personal responsibility, and B, the sense of belonging to Kehillah, both in terms of what it, what, what it obligates you and, and what you contribute as being part of Kehillah. Those are two fundamental advantages, uh, really advantages, of living in places where the Kehillahs are very um, limited, defined, and so on. I want to speak about a different side of it, which I think is an important um, is, is an important aspect of understanding um, some need vis-à-vis our children and so on. The um, there is a uh, there's there's a concept in halacha of pok chazi my amach dabar. Go see what the common minhag is. In other words, when halacha doesn't have a clear way, we go with the larger, with Klal Yisrael's instincts. Um, there is a Gemara that speaks about Yisrael im enem neviyim, but neviyim hein. Klal Yisrael um, has an instinct in doing what's right and so on. This is something less defined than what we spoke about. But it, it, it does, it's something that really depends on the tzibur at large, the majority of Shomri Torah and mitzvahs in Kal Yisrael. And the ability for a child to grow up with the advantages that we spoke about of Kehillah and personal responsibility, but he needs to be able to fit into a broader picture of Kal Yisrael. Every community is a branch. But the, the, he needs to see himself as part of the big picture rather than part of just the branch. It can't become where the branch is almost cut off from the... And I'm talking about in terms of culture. Culture means the nuances of what exactly a bentura should be dressed appropriately. I assure you, there's no halakha shahar what color shirt. You, 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 you take a second look, I show you. Color hat, whether it's a shtaimel or a turban, and there is some halachic thing about a larger covering than a yarmulke. This is where the idea of that comes from. And everything else that goes with it, and the color of the suit and the length of the suit, none of it is a shokmara. But because it is the natural cultural sense, the culture we're talking about is people who sit and learn seriously and of the Hashem and so on and so forth, their sensitivity is a, a certain sensitivity, and that has become um, the norm. So the norm reflects a sensitivity of a klal, A. It also reflects a yachid's desire to be part of a klal. I've heard, you know, being in yeshiva, we have a high school and a base medrash, Nicole, so you get high school, you know, I'm someone involved in high school, but you get the, the, the infinite arguments about, I don't want to be like everybody else. So, you know, why try to be like everybody else? I tell them, you are like everybody else. You wear a pair of pants. There are places in the world where men wear skirts. I don't think you're entertained wearing a skirt. Maybe not yet. I don't know. God knows where the world's coming to. But 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 uh, right now, why do you wear pants? Because people wear pants. Why is it you want a certain cut pants? You didn't invent these. It's because there is one group in society, a large group, that this is what they wear. Why is it you want this particular shirt? It's not. It's, you didn't dream of it at night and they had the tailor make that shirt for you. This is 
it's, 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 it sort of represents to you a group that you belong, that you're part of, subconsciously. We, our, our interactions and the manners and the etiquettes and everything about it is based on what the group does. That's the emiss. So the question is just, I, I, if I want to be part of the group of Bnei Torah in the big picture, then the cultural sensitivities are important. So, and it's one of the things we wrestle in our community with the same issue. Um, how do we balance the two? How do we give the kids the beauty and the balance, or, or the beauty and the, and, and, and the advantages that a, this type of living can do, and not make them um, not make them it, it, their own brias and, and, and be able to fit in. It'll be it'll be relevant when they come to yeshivas. It'll be relevant when they are from shiduchim. It'll be relevant when they need to change communities. So even if they go to another out-of-town community, each out-of-town community has its own flavor. So, so you need to be able to, to give that. We, we, we put a big emphasis on, I, I'm a big, I push very much to send to summer camps. And the summer camps, you have summer camps that are very in town. You have summer camps that straddle, and they get enough exposure to a lot of other kids that are part of the mainstream yeshiva world, and yet... They're more town than whatever it is, and that's been very helpful. Those camps, they form friendships. They understand the other kids. They understand what the tzibur looks like as a tzibur. Um, we, we, we um, I, the, the, the boys by us in yeshiva, just the way it's set up, they tend not to stay for yeshiva. By us, we, we, we usually take only like second, third year base medrash, so they go somewhere else. And even boys that learned by us two or three years. I push them to go on to the mirror, not only for the learning, but to gain all the things, all the all of the subtleties of the culture of the yeshiva world. So finding ways, if if you have cousins or relatives, it's in Lakewood or New York, it's an advantage to occasion go for a few days, be part of it, understand it, and let them also understand this nuance of this is the sensitivity, this is considered to be appropriate for Ventura and so on and so forth. A third area which creates problems, and there are some cultural aspects of the larger communities that you, you don't want your kid to be part of. You may want your kid to be to smoke two packs a day at the age of 18. If you like that, that's fantastic. You may not like that. You may not think that drinking, you know, is is very good. And again, not everybody does it, but it's it's a lot more accepted by us being caught with a cigarette. Again, it's a special sensitivity of our our community. It's, it's a, a smoking a cigarette is is a, a big no no. And and it's and 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 and, you, and a boy needs to be able to understand why in certain areas there are deficiencies in a large community. It has nothing to do with them being bad people. It has to do with the, the, the psychology of a large community. It's important when a kid who grows up in it understands things subtly. But if you don't, and you're shocked, certain types of speech and certain things that are said. Um, you, you, you let a, a child who's old enough to make that transition, someone's going off to Yeshiva Dola, someone who's going to go off to Artisrol, it's healthy for them to understand why there are differences, why not all are positive. You need to be able to hold on to who you are, 
it's not, don't rush. You know, on the one hand, you either rush to become like them or you reject them. Neither of the two is healthy. You cannot, we, you, uh, we can't live on an island. It's not viable and it's not right. It's not, and a mature person should be able to understand it. And, as, and, and then when a child goes off to seminary in Israel, if you send away a girl for high school, if you send away a boy for high school, he needs to be able to understand the differences. You need to be open. He needs to understand it in a way where they're not bad people they are smoking. It's just the way the society there works. This is why this happens. You are fortunate enough to have it. You could be your own person. You can, you, you can feel comfortable being part of the group and stick to your own things. The things that are valuable, stay with them. You don't have to throw them out to be part of a group. On the other hand, um, the, 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 pick up the good things. You don't have to pick up the stuff that living in a, in a big community is, 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 um, has creates issues. So I guess if I can just go over the sort of the three areas that I, that I wanted to talk about. The advantages of what I call a Kehillah-style living is A, there's a very clear sense of personal chryas, and because there's such a f- small pool of people, people readily step up their plate. Bearing a chryas allows you to accomplish so much more and, and creates a much bigger person. A person who bears responsibility is chashev. And Rebbe would said always that the reason why Yehuda, this week's parasha, became king is because he, stu- he stepped up the plate and took responsibility. Monarchy is total responsibility. The more responsibility a person bears, the higher up he is in terms of in, in cholesterol. So in a place that brings out the best in terms of personal Christ, a place where you have a tzura of a kehillah, um, is, uh, it's, it's one of the most vital facets of cholesterol is a kehillah. And many people grow up without it. There's no such thing as the Rav. There's no such thing as the Kehillah and its Takanis, it's, and so on. Those are two extraordinary advantages for a much fuller Yiddish life in, 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 in that type of setting. The, um, the, the, the issues that we spoke about is you need to be able to have him feel comfortable, him or her, comfortable in the larger setting because you can't raise a child as you know as in, in a world that's a bubble. It's one community of X amount of people out of so many more. The large body of cholesterol sets the tone and and it's appropriate to set the tone. And you have to feel comfortable to be part of it, to interact with it, to to you know and, and, and to feel very comfortable part of it. Finding different ways how a child is exposed to, to, to people, interacts with them, spends time in it is positive. It's very, it's vital. And then, um, and finally, you also will, growing up in a smaller community, people um, have certain things that they're a lot better in Ruchnius than a large community. And he needs to understand what he's going to see that's deficient. A child who's shocked by what he sees, it doesn't know how to react. If you explain it, and when you explain these things, the two important things are to understand why, if he was in that circumstance, he might very well be the same, because it's just the product of an environment. Um, it, it, um, two, he, he also needs to understand 
you can fit into a group if you're comfortable in your own skin and you know what's right and 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 you're comfortable with the other people understand what's good about him you'll fit in you don't have to feel um, very very you know you, you don't have to feel low self-esteem and do anything to fit in because that brings out the worst in you so those are the items i think that there's somebody the mashkiapayas rabbi kreiser's Shvan's person's father was in the big mirrors. He's the Mashkir Yeshivas, Rav Rakhville. His kid, his son, went to a very Hashvi Yeshiva for high school. And over there, the, the dorms are very segregated. Like there was a caste system. Ninth graders not allowed to walk into any other dorms. The 10th graders, 11th graders, 12th graders. Kids said the second day he decided he's going to check out the other dormitory, see what it's like. He walks in, and somebody stops him and says, Kid, where do, you, where do you think you're going? He says, can't you tell him out of town, Harry? And, and, and the, the ability to be able to, and, and he is somebody who fits this, today he's married with kids. He, he married a very, very, very a very prominent family. But he's as comfortable in Lakewood as he is in Rockville, which is even smaller than Silver Spring. He, he's no, no problem. He understands himself, understands the world, understands what applies where, and what's nice about each place and what's difficult. And that's 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 a very healthy attitude when a person is counting himself and doesn't need to to, to to be part of group but wants to be part of group and understands how to be part of group then that that's that that I think is is all there. Those are some points I wanted to exchange. Maybe we have a few minutes to to talk about some issues and questions. And again, a lot of these things will be very personal, depending on the type of kid and the family on many situations. So some general things we could discuss maybe if I want to raise a point or two. Yes? When you said go, going off to the mirror, do you mean the mirror in Yerushalayim? The mirror Yerushalayim is my yeshiva, so I meant to mirror Yerushalayim, yes. I, 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 I mean, any, any big yeshiva, doesn't, I mean, it just happens to be my, and, and I encourage it because, you know, it's a, it's a big world, and it's a, but the, the, mirror, the mirror in America is a wonderful yeshiva. It's not, not that, that's also an example of a, a yeshiva that, that is a, a, it's a big enough Mokham Torah that, it's, that this is part of Olam Torah. This is a, a real segment of Olam Torah. Um, I know that Rev Abramsky is a kind of Rafa. Um, he was one of the Dolom Rathasol when I came. He was lived in the 70s, in the, in the 1970s. Um, he was a big Chachbik Bekeach. And when he spoke about making more yeshivas, he said, you need more yeshivas for the younger boys and bigger yeshivas for the older boys. That's the way he described it. Mer yeshivik tanis and geresa yeshivik doilis. And, 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 and what he meant was there's a time when, when you need a smaller, more personal environment that brings out the best and what's needed. And you need a times when you have a large, um, a, a large interaction with many parts of society and understand it. I tell, I tell it wasn't going to mirror. I wanted to see greatness and I wanted to understand problems and issues. That's part of it. it, it you, to be able to fit into the society at large, which is vital in every area, um, you're going to have to understand it. You have to understand it and, and understand the issues that tend to plague a larger community. Yes? Yeah, okay, yeah. Can you introduce yourself? I just. Uh, I'm sorry? Can you, can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Our children who are going to hopefully be exposed to them were in town 
in order to fit in or to bridge that gap. Right. I, I'm wondering the balance of, well, do they need, let's say, do they need the sweatshirt that everyone's wearing or the shoes that everyone's wearing or the outfits that everyone's wearing so that they feel part of it? Or is the goal to have them have such a high self-esteem that they don't need that, but they can still see where it's coming from or understand it? You have to be realistic between things that are not bad, normal, versus things... So, so let's take something like the, the type of the suit that everyone wears in yeshiva. I, 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 maybe, I don't know, but whatever, whatever type, if, if that's normal, it's, it's a tough battle for a kid to be different. Let's say something like smoking, which we don't want, that he could be different. He has to be able to fit in a way... So yes, we as an adult can, can do what we want, and, and a person who's healthy has healthy self-confidence. <coughs> but child is hard. And, and those are things, so the sweatshirt, whatever other Naresh Kaitan, that, that's part of it, and so on. I, I have a friend of mine, he's, he's a very well-to-do businessman in, in New York, lives in Flatbush, and his first son, when he became bar mitzvah, um, he told his son, listen, I hate this bar mitzvah, I think waste of time, waste of money. Here's the deal. If you want to forego your bar mitzvah celebration, I will deposit the amount of money I would use for it in the bank, in your name. It'll be a special stock account. And every year on your birthday, you can use the interest that accumulated that year and give it to the stockers of your choice. So the kid was kind of in a bind. On the one hand, he knew it's the right thing. On the other hand, he wants to admit like everybody else. He's a very able kid, very sweet kid. So he told his father, you know, if you do it that way, people are not going to look up to it and say he did something great. They're going to think you're weird. You don't know how to do things right. So for me, make a normal bar mitzvah. So they'll know that you're okay. For my brothers, you'll do exactly what you said. Um, the, 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 um, the, this, this young bar mitzvah boy is today a very chashmetayr, a very uh, extraordinary person. He, he, was, he was then also, but it was very cute. I, I think don't challenge a kid more than he needs to be challenged. So there's certain things that you don't want, certain things that if he says things that you, you, you take issue with, does things that, that really are, you know you don't want, but everything else, he'll need to do it. So, so you know, that's, yes. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is what she's asking, but basically, let's say the kid doesn't ask for the suit. Should you go and buy it for them? So you have to and use judgment. So you have to use judgment. Will he stand, will he or she stand out, look remarkably different, or just not have the exact brand? I, I don't know. It's a judgment call on the child and the situation. How, how much will the child feel not uh, not uh, wanted now, whatever it is. So, I once read, you know, sometimes I, I once read many years ago, somebody wrote, uh, a non-Jew, his father was an, an, a very intelligent, he was an editor of a newspaper in a small town in North Carolina, and his son went off to Harvard. And he wanted to fit in, so he, he got a Boston accent, and he came back very chashev, and he said, you know, like he, he wrote, the son is writing this, he wrote that, you know, he felt out of it, nobody invited him to any parties, and he felt this and that, and he worked slowly on becoming part of the crowd, and he told his father that, uh, he came back, a big snob, but a heavy Boston accent, and he told his father that a gentleman can be, you can, you can pick out a gentleman immediately by his choice of wine and cigars, I think. And cigars, I remember. So his father asked him, what does that mean? Like, what's, so he told him, like, the only cigar worth smoking is such and such a cigar. It was the most, it was a very expensive cigar. And uh, the father thought about it. 
The next day he bought him, a, 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 and he asked him, how do you know what's a, what's a good cigar? He says, depends how long the ash is on it, it depends the aroma, it depends this, that, all the yonim of a cigar. The kid, sir, the next day his father bought him a gift wrap box of those cigars. He lights up one, he's very happy, and his father said, no, it's the aroma, right? This, that. He said, I wanted to buy something for you. When, at the end, before he left, he said, the father said, you know, I have a confession to make. I usually try to be very honest. I did something not honest. I bought the cheapest cigars. I rewrapped them with the fancy, and I gave it to you. So here are the real cigars. Enjoy them, because they really are good. And he said it was a lesson for life that he had become caught up with the snobbery and, and no idea, just imitate. So that's an extreme, but I, I, I thought it was a very, you know, in a certain way, it's, it's a very telling story. You have to make a judgment call. I, I don't have a way of, of knowing exactly what, but the judgment call is, do, do you want the kid to be tagged as different? Well, no, it's not going to be tagged as different, but you don't have to be like everybody else. It's a judgment. Someone, someone wanted to ask something, so I interrupted somebody. Uh, yes? Right. So let, let, let's let, let's let's look at something. Uh, let's take something that I think everyone complains about, but let's understand it. Um, when I interact with ten people, with twenty people, I know them, I understand them, I'm able on a personal level to see past behind, you know anything on the exterior, and I'm able to see them as people. If I have to deal with 500 people, so I tag them by the clothing they wear. I, I tag them, but that's the only way I can deal with it. I'm, if, I, if I'm walking down the street in New York and I see someone coming to me, I have, when I was growing up, I have a few seconds to decide should I run for their life or should I say hello. That was, I grew up in a, in a rough place. And, and so I tag them immediately on the color of skin, the, 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 the walk, some external simon. When I'm dealing with, I don't have the abilities. So when it comes to shaduchim, and I know people, so I, I, I'm, I'm very comfortable with A to B, not somebody in the community or something. But then someone will call me from New York, and 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 they will they will pick up on some some outside thing, and and it's frustrating. But I understand where they're coming from. He has a thousand shaduchim. He doesn't have time to listen to the stories. He doesn't believe the stories. So basically, does he wear a hat? Not a hat. With a feather, to have a feather. Okay, I've got the non-feather girl for him. Fine, perfect. But but it, 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 it's the only way it's going to work. And I tell people, you know, it, it's it, understand where it's coming from. So you wouldn't be different in that in that frame of of reference because you don't have the ability to relate to people personally. So you have to keep using tags. So a child can understand that and understand why you're fortunate in the environment. And when you'll be in a, you'll see you'll be in a big yeshiva. You don't know everybody. So so the, 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 who do you decide to, to try to be friends with? You're going to pick up some outside thing. Understand it. That's the way it is. And, and at least so the child gets a sense of it's not a question of we're great and they're terrible. It's understand it's a different environment. It comes with its pluses and it comes with its issues. I want to say, a, a person who does not make an effort, a person who dresses remarkably different than other people, that's a statement. A, a person dresses subconsciously 
like we said before, you know, everyone wears a pair of pants. Everyone wears a shirt. Someone who is very different is making a statement. So when you have a whole soul of people dressed, everyone's wear exactly like this. And you're different. It's not so. If you have a small group of people, you have a dozen people, and they are different people, and everyone's dressed differently. So being dressed different doesn't mean anything. But when you have a large group. If I if I dive in a Hasidic place and I'm the only one who looks like I do, I feel self-conscious. I don't feel very out of anything, but I'm different. So yes, so I, so I have a tag. I'm a Litvak and, and that's it. But if you're not that, then then you're strange. You are strange because you 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 you're sending a certain message of I do not wish to fit in. I am different. Want to be different. I couldn't care to be part of society. So, you know, I, I've, I've had my share of arguments with kids, so who said, and, and, and why is a person judged by his clothing that? And, and I answered back, you also judge people by clothing. If someone would come in and dress very shabbily, very grungy, you would also say, not good person, something's wrong with him. You judge him by his clothing. You get to know him, you might say, wow, this guy's a wonderful guy, he just has this hang-up about clothing. You do. And, that's, and, and, and I, I think a, a kid who's mature enough to understand it, Will have a valuable tool of being able to to understand people, not not to, to just have to say bad. Tell me, is it bad or is it good? It's the product of a different society, different environment. Yes. So it depends in sensing how much is the kid being influenced by it. Little, but I'm little. So, so I, you know, I, I know that when you're young and you have little kids, especially the first ones at the age of five, you're worried about his chinuch and so on. I guess I'm more jaded. I'm, I'm, you know, I have grandchildren married, so it's a different picture. But a young child is not going to be a problem, and especially. It's important to make times and places when you do Shabbos where you want to do it. Whether it's once a month, that it's only the family and only B'nai Torah or whatever it is, or you go away, something where you have a base on the kids. Emirzashem, when Kali Yisrael will all understand what Shabbos is, this is what it looks like. Until that time, we're reaching out to these people and teaching them. Um, if you have an older child and you have a type of guest that the child is very drawn to, a very cool, hip, whatever it is, and, and, and your kid is, is that, that's something to think about. But other than that, it's important that they do have a baseline for what's the way Shabbos looks ideal and how we're, and, and, and Baruch Hashem, Akash Baruch sent us to reach out to people and help them make that transition. But a, a young child, like five or six, or that, it's not going to affect them. But they need to get to enjoy like a, reg, a regular Shabbos and so on, uh, by us in the high school, regardless of this issue, every third Shabbos is in Shabbos. The boys all live in the area. But it's important that, that they do... Sh- no one knows. Every home has its own peculiarities. We do a Shabbos together. There's mirrors together. There's learning and, and, and there's this and there's that. They have a certain baseline of what could be ideal and, and what are the compromises you make in, in your particular situation.
Okay, so I, I mean, it's uh, I, having been myself in a community of 25 years and seen that the extraordinary transition that good people make in the community and and how much effect you have the ma'atim, it, it's amazing. Just just by being there, by doing what's right, by by and so on. Um, it, it's you know the, the the kehilla has grown immensely because of the yeshiva. I'm, I'm involved in yeshiva, but the kehilla is, is the yeshiva is very involved in the kehilla and so on. You know, like do some outreach work, not, not even outreach, very far outreach work, but even to, to the different segments of the community. It's a very big chizuk, and it's incredible the amount of 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 power a small group of good people doing the right thing. I mean, I'm sure not telling you chiddush. Once upon a time in America, there was the idea of community. Um, it was based around a place of worship, of sorts, a, 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 a town small enough where people knew each other, a school that was common, and so on. There's nothing like it. There's zero. The word community ceases to exist, except in speeches of politicians. But other than that, it doesn't. <coughs> and no one goes to place of worship. There is none of that structure of a, a, a homogenous community and so on. And when people come and they see it, I learned with somebody who is, he's a, he's a supporter of the yeshiva. He himself is not Shem Mitzvahs. He's, he's a man in his 70s. Very nice person, very hush person. But uh, whatever, because of family situation, he's not, not keeping, not moving more in that area. But when he comes to learn with me, I learn with him Friday afternoons sometimes. The, he comes early and he goes down to the pizza store near the yeshiva, like like there's a shopping mall right behind the yeshiva, and he sits there in the, in the kosher pizza store and he just watches the families with the kids, the young boys, the young you know couples and so on. He, he pushed can't get enough of it. And we honored him once at a dinner and he says, I wondered why they're honoring me at a dinner. I'm not an Orthodox Jew, but I want to tell you why the reason why I support it so much is because the future Jewish people is here and only here. His, his, he, had, he has two children, a boy and a girl. He's older than me. And for many years, his one wish in life was to live to see a grandchild. Um, his daughter finally got married. For a few years, they didn't have children. He had no idea. And then he had a grandchild. But that sense of it, and when people come and they see... A shul is a community. People know each other, people care for each other, people know each other. The idea of being invited in for sudas, for meals. I remember in Eshat Torah, this would be a typical scenario. A boy would come to Eshat Torah, he'd be there a while, and then he would get an angry letter from a parent or angry, you know, you wrote that you ate by family somewhere. We, we, We absolutely don't like what you're doing, but Here's money, buy your own food, don't ever eat by anybody again. You're not a pauper, you're not, you know, like the, his idea was like somebody has a, a home for the poor or something. The idea of having orchim, the idea of interacting with people, the idea of that doesn't exist. And and when you create a, a cohesive community and sense of community and family, it, it's the biggest mashpia. And, and uh, Baruch Hashem, you know, it, 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 the same Baruch Yaakov Vino gave to the Hashemarayim because they were few. And the way I understand it, that's why they could succeed because it's small. And everyone understands and feels a personal crisis. 
that has a, a tremendous sense of, of uh, being Matsliach as Hashem. And, and accomplish the great things that, that you're doing. Say, Sabiyasa Chayel, Hashem.